Okay, now STEM theory submits the idea that we have a complex set of personal and social motivational foci. Now, the structure of our personal and social lives are potent players in um, dictating where these foci are. For instance, uh, in episode one, I expressed the idea that money hijacks several systems, okay? Um, one of them being that due to its low idiophysical coupling, it hijacks and blocks the natural flow of resource distribution and allocation. It also hijacks our evolved sense of survival, what we need to survive and where we go to get that. Um, and this in turn has completely shifted the focus of what we see as necessary for survival. So the natural resources that were once available to anybody suddenly became a scarce resource that you had to go purchase with your currency. I had also laid out the idea that uh, the three functions of money, unit of account, store of value, and medium of exchange, in and of themselves actually hinder the flow of energy and in the long run, energy and natural resources, sorry, and in the long run, this causes a value loss that exceeds the original value by at least thousands of percentage points. And, okay, okay, quick note. When I'm throwing out these numbers and you've never heard this before, it's because these are numbers that I've personally had to work out. Now, don't worry, we will get to a math video at some point in the future. I will have an entire video dedicated to the mathematics that I've turned out and correct me if you see any problems or issues with, with how I've laid everything out. But I just wanted you to know there will be a video coming up with all the math. So anybody, if you don't like math, you can completely skip that episode. <clears throat> okay, so my point here is is that not only do these three functions of money do exactly the opposite of what we have been telling ourselves that they do, but the spirit of those ideas, of those concepts, the reasons why we have, you know, argued that we need those three functions uh, can be handled with far greater efficiency and effectiveness by the AI STEM drive. The STEM epiconomy, in a very basic sense, is a restructuring of our cultural, cultural and social structure, I guess, um, in a way that money is completely extracted and removed. And the effectiveness and efficiency of resource allocation and distribution of those resources is maxed, maximized. Now, everybody's basic needs are, are generally met. Education is made available to all people. And the basic groundwork is such that self-actualization is made possible and within reach of anybody who wants to actualize. The basic fundamental structure of the STEM epiconomy is such that there is very little regulation in terms of in terms of what 
pushes you to become self-actualized. This structure of the system itself promotes the desire to want to self-actualize. So you have all of your needs met and you have you know, the perfect balance of, of healthy obstacles and, and pushback to fire the drive, to get you going, to want to get up and self-actualize and, and become the best possible you that you can be. This, this particular, I'm sorry, this particular aspect of, of the Epi economy isn't rocket science. This is this is just logically looking at how things are and then restructuring them in a fairly permanent fashion such that things that need to be regulated and adjusted can be, but the things that are, that are kind of going to be there for a while, the structures that are there that are there to stay are the structures that really are like the waveguide for, for the desire to want to actualize. The sort of secondary cooperative effort that we do as a society during the implementation or, or redesigning or launching of the, uh, of the STEM ep economy, the sort of secondary cooperative effort that we do is the redesigning of the social life and, and personal life in such a way that our social motivational foci are set on achieving self-actualization. This is done through the proper use of the self-determination theory of motivation. Intrinsic motivation um, is by far the most potent and powerful and efficient and effective form of motivation that we know of. Money as a motivator <laughs> has nothing on, on intrinsic motivation. This, this structure causes a cycle to form. The cycle is that self-actualizing individuals take care of themselves. They love themselves. They tend to see the bigger picture more often. They're not selfish. Um, they veer from any semblance of, of uh, corruption. They have a deep desire to give back and help you know, give back to society and help others. Um, love becomes much more palpable for them. They're emotionally intelligent. Uh, they are highly productive and their work is of the highest of qualities. Um, people that are self-actualizing take their, don't take their time. They, they put their all into their work. They make the finest things, you know, and create masterpieces left and right. That's, that's the sort of stuff and, and productivity and quality that comes out of self-actualizing individuals. These individuals, um, they give back to the society in whatever way that they best actualize with. This means that the prime motivation for choosing a profession is no longer rooted in what can provide the most financial freedom and, and stability. It becomes what they feel is going to help them actualize the most in the best way they can give back to the world and 
and really express their love for for their society, for themselves. So you have somebody that self-actualizes being a waiter, somebody that self-actualizes, you know, being a coach. And it's not always one particular profession. You know, people can can shift professions or do multiple professions and and you know, or get tired of one thing and want to move on to another and that's how they continually self-actualize it. Now this ensures that the majority of work done by the majority of people is extremely high quality and efficient and beautiful and just awesome in every possible way. <laughs> I mean, you, you couldn't ask for a better employee. This has a positive effect on everything. People who want to be police, right, are people who want to be police. That people that, you know, want to protect the, their, their fellow citizens. People that want to teach, you know, be professors, uh, waiters, doctors, athletes, artists, movie stars, whatever. It completely alters the landscape for each and every profession in a very profound way. Because people go into the profession with absolutely no financial incentives or motivations at all whatsoever. It's, it's strictly... Uh, a, it's strictly based on a need to want to better themselves and become their best possible selves. And in doing so, a love for others develops in such a profound way, in such a palpable way, palpable, I'm sorry, way, that, that when they exercise their profession, it is wanting to just give back, make the world the best possible place through the one thing that you have found that helps you develop yourself and become a better person. It's just, I mean, it's a beautiful thing, really. It's so now almost everybody is highly motivated via, you know, intrinsic motivation and, and self-actualization to give back in a, in a culture that, that, cultivates <laughs> cultivates the drive and desire to want to self-actualize, which also happens to be how they contribute back to society. So the contributions are always top-notch in every possible way, and self-actualizing people aren't in the mindset to complain or wonder why John down the street is not working as much but still gets the same benefits as you. If anything somebody might wonder why John isn't working as much and they, they would be concerned and want to go find out and help him. You know, why, what's going on, man? Are, are you okay? Is everything, is everything going all right for you? I, I'm just, I mean, I've noticed you've been kind of down. That's kind of, that's the kind of world I'm talking about. This isn't like, this isn't impossible either. This is just, it's so crazy. This is hardened science, right? This is stuff that we understand about how humans work and how society and culture and, and, and the mind, this is all how it works. And how is it that nobody yet has realized that money, the injection 
of money into a social structure just <laughs> destroys that. It, it completely just, I don't know. It's so frustrating to think about this sometimes because I see it, how it could possibly work. I see the people that are hardened criminals. They would totally not be hardened criminals, man. They would be up working towards, you know, whatever we are working towards with everybody else. Everybody's, it's the chain, you know. There are no weak links. If something, you know, somebody notices somebody falling behind or having a difficult time, we function as a super organism or the supra organism um, optima and repair that just like how a body works. You know, you get a cut or an organ fails or whatever. You have systems that go and, and try to take care of it. What's going on here? You know, how can we fix this? How can we mend this area? How can we get you back up and running on par with everybody else? That is what would be happening on a social level with everybody. Everybody. 